Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we're going to uh, talk about sanctions and how they work. We're going to provide a little bit of perspective, and we're going to talk about what they're supposed to accomplish. We're going to do this because I keep seeing a number pop up, and that number is attached to the idea that the sanctions won't be effective. Um, I, I got a couple of questions about it, and I've seen this number a lot over the last 36 hours. So, one of the questions. How can the sanctions ever work? I just saw an article saying that Putin had a $3.4 billion cushion. If you Google for a $3.4 billion cushion, you'll find a bunch of articles. So, what happened? Russia put $3.4 billion into a rainy day fund to help stabilize their economy. This money came from the first quarter oil and gas sales. First quarter, $3.4 billion. Okay, so let's get some perspective on that first. Um, a first quarter, roughly $3.5 billion, that's uh, half of Disney if you only count the parks. $3.4 billion to you or I? Yeah, that's huge. That's something that sets families up for generations to come. For a nation state at war, that's nothing. It's like finding a $5 bill in a parking lot. Cool, but it's not going to change your overall economic status. Um, for some more relevant comparisons, $3.4 billion is enough to cover the cost of U.S. operations in Afghanistan for 10 or 11 days. It, it, it's just not a lot when you're talking about war. Um, I want to say it was the middle of last month. There was an incredibly conservative estimate, a low estimate, saying that Russia had already at that point lost about $5 billion in hardware alone. 3.4 is nothing. And that 3.4 isn't money for the war. That's to help stabilize their economy because the sanctions are, in fact, having effects um, and pretty substantial ones. When you're talking about Russia being able to weather this, rather than look at dollar amounts that go into different funds and stuff like that, you need to look at total economic power. That's really what you should focus on. The thing is, because until recently, Russia has been viewed as a near-peer militarily, um, I think people are under the assumption that they are a near-peer economically. They are not. They're, they're not even close. Um, Russia's GDP pre-sanction was um, about $1.5 trillion. So that is roughly half of California. The U.S. GDP is, is more than $20 trillion. Economically, there's no comparison when you're talking about economic power. Um, and remember, it's not Russia versus the U.S., it's Russia versus NATO. So when you're talking about NATO's economic power, that number jumps up to like $43 trillion versus one5 Russia doesn't have the economic power for this. 
um, and it's already starting to show S&P has moved Russia into selective default. That is their credit rating, selective default, meaning they, uh, they're not going to pay some stuff, but they'll probably pay others. It, it, it's, it's at the point where they're already missing payments. Um, and even prior to this, Russia didn't have a great rating. I want to say it was CC. And fact check me on that because I'm going off memory. Um, but that's, that's highly vulnerable. Um, it, it, it's not like they had an A rating and, and then went to selective default because of the sanctions. They, they didn't have the economic power to begin with. Um, the reason the Russian economy looks okay right now is because they have instituted a lot of capital controls, which is a nice way of saying they're cooking the books. Um, there are a whole bunch of people who would love to dump their investments and get out, which would send their economy even further down, but Russia has prohibited it. In Russia, there is a... Well, it's not really that bizarre when you think about it historically, but the, the Russian people pay very close attention to the exchange rates when it comes to when it comes to the ruble so it is in Putin's best interest to make certain that Russia has an exchange rate that people are used to and they will absolutely cook the books to make that happen because if that number crashes and stays down too long there will be a lot of discontent the thing is, they can only cook the books for so long. They don't have the economic power. Okay, so what uh, what what are the what's the purpose of these sanctions that are being used? The actual goal here is to degrade Russia's ability to force project. Okay, it's not like it's going to stop the war by itself. But what it does is it stops Russia's ability to widen the conflict because they don't have the money. It stops their ability to send in new equipment because they can't buy it or make it. It makes it harder to recruit troops because they can't offer huge enlistment bonuses. Look at the U.S. military, you know, those $60,000 bonuses. They can't offer stuff like that because they can't pay for it. Um... Over time, sanctions like this pretty much always curtail a country's ability to force project. So what it does is it, it puts Ukraine in the position of you need to defeat the troops that are here. There, there's only so much more that Russia can send before they run out of cash. Um, so that, that's the goal. And for that purpose, it's already working. Um, it's going to get harder and harder for them to produce, to engage in wartime production. Because they don't have the cash, they're not going to be able to borrow. There, there's going to be, um, they're going to run into more and more issues. So understand, my objections when it comes to sanctions they never have anything to do with whether or not they work. They always work to limit a country's ability to force project. Um, my concern with them is that 
it always hurts the little people along the way. Um, when you look at other countries that are heavily sanctioned, sure, a lot of them, that system of government may survive. They, they may, the rulers may maintain power, but they don't have power on the international scene anymore because money is power coupons. And what is foreign policy about? Not right and wrong, not good and evil, power. The sanctions stop countries from getting more power coupons to use on the international scene. And it pretty much always works. Um, there's just a lot of people that get caught up in it that don't have a say in what's going on. Um, so when you hear these numbers, 3.4 billion or whatever, just first put them into perspective. Uh, and then remember, there, there isn't really a situation in which Russia has the economic power to outlast NATO. That's not a thing. Um, so, anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.